Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. regular church. <laughs> Come on, that, that is awesome. Come on. I feel blessed. Yes, feel blessed. And protected. Uh, yesterday, we went to North Carolina and uh, buried my sister. We lost a couple of weeks ago. Um, we got the news during service um, that she she passed, um, so it was a shock to all of us. Um, that was my girl. That was my sis. She's a prayer warrior. She watched online every every week. Um, she was a blessing to so many. Um, so. So yeah, so her and, and my brother, so um, siblings that who I grew up with, you know. So that was that's that's been difficult, but we we know she is with the Lord, and um, so that that gives me comfort. Um, so I'm excited. Um, she did she did beat me up there, so um, so um, I told her I I join her, but just no no time soon. <laughs> Got too much work to do here. Amen? Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. All right, come on. Why don't you just stand with me one more time? Jersey Sunday. Welcome to Jersey Sunday. I I will say, though, we have to really um, um, uh, change our security. because they just let anyone in the church, <laughs> any, any fan in the church, amen. I see too many jerseys that should, does not belong, that spirit does not belong in this church. I'm not going to call anyone out, you know. I'm not going to call any Packer fan out or Cowboy, fan, <laughs> Cowboy fans. I'm not going to call them out. We just need to beef up our security, amen. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. You excited what the Lord's going to do? Come on. Yes. So I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. How many people here is breaking up with regular? Yes. So how many here is here with expectations that God's going to move? Not just a Sunday move. Amen. Right? He's, He's moving in your life all throughout the week. Like you're, he's doing a new thing in your life. Like your season of, in, of your life is getting better. Yes. Does anybody here feel that way? Yes. Like you may not see it. You may not see it, but you just, you sense it. Like something new is happening. That's expectation. Amen. So we don't want regular church. That means we have to break up with regular so I'm hoping you are here today expecting God to move. 
expecting God to download something in your spirit that will change your life forever. Is anybody in agreement with me today? Come on, no more regular churches. No more regular services. Amen. If you are here today and you are in need of healing, I want you to come to the altar after church and get prayed for because we believe you will be healed. Amen. 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 If you need deliverance today, we believe you will be delivered. We believe that we serve a God who restores us. Amen. Amen. If you need some joy today, God's going to restore your joy. You will walk out of here with the peace of God today because we're breaking up with regular. We're breaking up with regular. Amen. You're with me this morning. So turn to uh, 2 Kings chapter 3. We're going to start in uh, verse 6. Uh, so King Jerome, I call him Jerome, went out to Samaria at the, at the time and mustered uh, all Israel. Then he went and sent Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me fight against Moab? And he says, I, I roll with you. I am as you are, my people as, as your people, and my horse, horses as your horses. Then he said, which way shall we go up? And he answered, by the way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And they marched on the, that roundabout around seven days. There was no water for the army nor the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet? Is, is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. We're about to worship. Go get me Candace, because I need to do a little <laughs> worship right now so I can hear from the Lord. Then it happened. The musicians played. Then the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches, for thus says the Lord, they shall not see the wind, nor see the rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water, so that you and your cattle and your animals may drink. And this 
This is a simple matter to the sight of the Lord. This is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. And he, he will also deliver the Moabs, Moab, Moabites into your hand. Also, you shall, you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop in every spring of water and ruin every good place of the land with stones. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. The land was filled with water. So I heard the spirit of the Lord say, prepare for expansion. Prepare for expansion. I want you to look to your neighbor and tell them prepare for expansion. Prepare to expansion. Okay, they didn't hear it, so talk to your other neighbor. They didn't hear it, so talk to your other neighbor. Prepare for expansion. 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 Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're such a good God. And you're worthy of all our praises, Lord. Uh, your, your word says you will never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, you're a great God. I thank you that you have a plan for us today. You have a plan to do something miraculous. I know there are people here who are in desperate need of your presence. I, and I know that you are going to fulfill whatever uh, you, your plan is for their lives or even for their circumstance, Lord. I believe that, Lord God. We are here expecting from, from you, Lord God, expecting for a move from you, God. So I just thank you, Lord, all that you're doing, even the people who are listening to us online, Lord God, we just we pray blessings over them, Lord God. I pray that you begin to move in their lives, God. God, thank you for using me as your vessel today, Lord. What a great honor it is, Lord God. I give you my mind, think with it. I give you my vocal cords, speak through them, Lord God. Have your way in this place because we're breaking up with regular. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give them a shout. This place. Yes, hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. So, I've, so for years... I've worked for government, state, and upper management. And, and so um, I remember we had so many different, different leaders. Um, so two of them um, kind of comes, comes to mind for, for me, uh, two, two different styles of, of leaders. Uh, one, one leader we, we had... Um, he was um, kind of, uh, he, it was all about safety. Um, he was all about surviving. Um, he would teach you how to survive working in the organization. Um, he was, you know, he, he taught us, like, you just make sure that you do exactly what you were told to do. Keep your head down. You know, don't mess up. Make sure you're here on time. And, 
and all, and all of that. So he, he made sure that we were able to survive, you know, working in a, a challenging organization. So I remember that. That stood, that stood out to me. But then I had another leader who, who came in, was full of vision. And so she came to me when she first started. She came to me, she said, and she shared this vision that she had where it just blew me away. And, and she wanted me, she, she wanted to expand what we were doing. And I'm not going to lie, it intimidated me because she asked me to help her build it, to help her expand it. <clears throat> and I realized if, the vi if a vision you have doesn't intimidate you, it's not God, it's wow. your vision. Wow. Because a vision you have should intimidate you. Any vision that's given by God should intimidate you. But the reason why I brought up these two different leaders, one taught us how to survive, the other one prepared us for expansion. One prepared us how to survive, and the other prepared us for expansion. You going with me? So God has, the, has a habit of asking people to expand their expectations so that he can work through them in greater ways. Expand. See, one day God will take back control over the earth. But in the meantime, we need to partner with them, right? So that way he can accomplish his will for this earth. Amen. So I'm going to challenge, I'm going to put out a challenge to all of us here today. All of us here, I'm going to put out a challenge today. Think bigger, expand your expectation, and ask more abundantly. Wow. I, I, I'll say it again because it was a little quiet on this side. I, it was, so maybe you're just not ready. So I'll start here, then I'll come back. All right. So the Lord is saying, think bigger, expand your expectations and ask more abundantly. Wow. You got it. You guys got a model for this side. All right. So, so God is saying, think bigger. Right. Expand your expectations and ask more abundantly. Right. So to think bigger and expand your expectations. And, and ask more abundantly. Amen. That's the type of God that we serve. Yeah. Right? He wants us to ask more abundantly. Oh. Yeah, come on. Come on. So, but, 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 in this text, or in our lives, right, God tells us, or God challenges us, if in order to prepare for expansions, expansion, he tells us to dig a ditch. I mean, if you read the text, right, that's what, it, that's what it's saying, right? These three kings wanted help from God, then he told them to dig a ditch. We're going to talk about that. Why? That doesn't make any sense, right? 
He tells them to dig a ditch. But before we go there, see, digging ditches means I am willing to do the hard work now so I'm ready for God to move. Should I repeat that? So digging ditches means I am willing to do the hard work now so I'm ready for God to move. And so, so what God is saying, so a lot of times when, when, when God's getting ready to do something, he tells us to go pick up a shovel. He tells us to go pick up a shovel. Amen. So let's talk about this story, right? So there are three kings come together, right, in a conflict with Moab. See, Moab was paying taxes to Israel. Then all of a sudden, they stopped. So the king of Israel was upset. He said, I'm about to go get some help. about to call up my boys. And we about to roll out and go get Moab. I mean, it was it's in a different version. It said that. It was read in a different, <laughs> different version there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you read that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so so they got these three kings got, got together and and they went to uh, confront or to they started a war. They went to battle uh, Moab, um, and so so that was so they had one problem, but on the way there they ran into another problem. Right. It just I mean, I mean, so they already had one issue going on. And then on the way there, they they. They had another issue. They, they had a drought. They ran out of water. Right. They, they ran out of water. And so how are they going to fight a battle if they are thirsty and tired? Wow. Right. So what do you do when you face a drought in your life? I mean, it just seems like problems continue to pile up. Anytime you feel like you're on the incline, you run into another problem, right? You run into another problem, and then you have to deal with that problem. I mean, how discouraging would that could be for the three kings where they got together you know, all, all the army about ready to attack Moab, and all of a sudden they run into another problem and they needed help from the Lord. Yeah. So, so here, so it's, so how do you respond to when you face a drought? Well, we, let's make sure we don't respond the way that the king of Israel um, because he blamed God. He felt like God was setting them up. Right? We read it, we heard it in the text, right? We, we heard it in the text. He felt like God was setting them up. Like the Lord brought us here, right? So Moab to, to kill us. Amen? So a lot of times when we face droughts, when we, we have a need, and we, we're like, where is God in the drought? But Jehoshaphat's response was crucial 
because he realized that he, they needed the presence of God. See, the king of Israel was going on his own strength. You won't get that far if you're trying to fight spiritual battles on your own strength. Amen? But Jehoshaphat understood that he needed a spiritual clarification for a physical need. Right? So he realized that they needed to hear, to hear from the Lord on, on, on this matter. So he was like, is there any, any prophets in here? Is there, like, is there prophet Marcel here? Is, is there prophet Terrell in the, in the place? Because we just need someone who hears from God. <laughs> we need somebody who hears from God. Amen? And so they ran into Elisha. Elisha. Because oh, the servant said, yeah, Eli Elisha's around here somewhere. He's probably, he probably was prophesying over someone, you know, healing people, whatever. So they, this Eli Elisha's in the area. And so, so they approached El Elisha and told them their problem. And the Bible's funny, man. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Elisha is gangster. He got really gangster. Right? Did you, did you read it? You, you, see the, you, you see the response that Elisha gave? So he turned and he looked at the king of Israel and said, what, what, what do I have to do with you? Like, because he knew his history, right? He knew, like, his mentor Elijah had to deal with the king of Israel's people. See, because they served other gods, right? So it's like, okay, now you got this problem and you want to hear from my God. What did I got to do with you? So, so, right, so in simple terms, basically he was saying that, okay, I'll, I'll help you, but cause I'm, because Jehoshaphat's my boy. That's the only reason why I am going to help you. And it was funny what he said, but he says, I'm not, he said, I'm, he, so he was going to, you know, seek the Lord for him, but he says, but I'm not even going to look at you. I'm not even going to look at him. I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn, I'm not even going to look at you, right? It's because your face, you, it's your face. Like, you got to get your face safe. I can't even look at you. Right? But then he started to pray. Yeah. He started to pray. And he said, you know, he's first he says, hey, go get me Candace. Because I need, I need to worship. Come on. Come on. Worship matters, man. Yes, worship ushers in the presence of God. Yes. I see some of y'all here walking here late, right? After worship. Amen. Don't miss worship. No. Because you, you can get healed during worship. God can answer your prayers during worship. It's nothing like when you get people who come with expectations in God and they worship together. Oh, something is about to happen in this place. Don't miss worship. Come on and get your worship on. Amen. Let's usher in the presence of God together. He going to show up. He going to show up. Amen. And God showed up. Elisha prayed and God showed up. God actually heard his prayer and he responded. But it wasn't what the kings, the three kings expected. Amen. The Lord told them to dig a ditch. He says, make this valley full 
of ditches. Now, let's just be real. Don't get too spiritual on me, right? Put yourselves in, in these men's shoes, right? They were already tired, right? Thirsty. I'm sure they were, they were, they were hungry. And so now they come and they seek in the Lord and, and they, they're expecting an answer from, from God. But it, they, they did get one, but it wasn't the one they were expecting. It's like, how is God going to ask me to, to physically dig a ditch when I'm already tired? Right? So don't get too spiritual on me. Real, you know, Think about it. Put yourself in their shoes. Like They, they were already tired, and God was, was asking them to dig a ditch. They was like, listen, we need all our energy to fight a battle. Right? Like, I have nothing left. I need all my energy to go get Moab because they need to give me my money. Right? But he told them, he told them to dig a ditch. To dig a ditch. See, God calls us to do unexpected things. Because our, our thoughts are not like his thoughts. Right? And so we don't know what the Lord is up to a lot of times, so, right? He calls them to this little act of obedience in a time of struggle. And see, the Lord, is, he said to them, he said, go dig a ditch, but you won't see the wind or you won't see the rain. He, then he says, this is a simple matter. This is a simple matter to the Lord. This is, so meaning this is what you're going through. It's easy to God. It's easy for God to, to, to help you, to, to help you. We have to trust him because this is a simple matter to God. God to take care of the situation in moments. He's just telling you to dig a ditch. To dig a ditch. Do the hard work now and be ready for God to move. To dig, a, to dig a ditch. He said, this is easy. I am telling you what you're going through right now. The spirit of the Lord is saying, this is easy. This is a simple matter to you. I know sometimes it feels, it feels so heavy for us. It feels like things are out of control. It feels like we, um, God can't help our situation. It just feels like maybe he's too busy helping someone else and we have to live with what we are going through. God is saying to someone today, this is a sim simple matter. This is a simple matter. This is a simple matter. All I want you to do is don't worry about what you're going through. Stick a ditch. I know it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense. But that's faith. Faith doesn't make sense, right? So God is saying, do the hard work now and be ready for me to move. Is anybody going with me this morning? So God is going to provide a way for you that you would not believe. God is going to come through on his promises. But first, you got some ditches to dig. Right? You see, you have to work, we have to work to prepare. Amen? See, Elisha is 
is, is not saying that, he, that the, the three kings had to earn the rain. He's just saying that you got to prepare for it. You just got to prepare for it. God wants us to pre prepare for a move. Prepare for a move. Come on, is anybody alive this morning? He said you got to prepare for it. See, we don't have to earn it because God's going to bless his people anyway. He's going to pour out his provision anyway. Amen? But we just have to prepare for it. So if you want God to expand your life, point number one, do what makes sense to God but makes no sense to you. Right? See, faith believes before it sees. Right? That's what the Bible says, right? So faith believes before it sees. So believe God. I, I know sometimes it doesn't make sense when, he, when he's asking us to do something, right? But we do it. We believe before we see it. See, a lot of times we wait until the rain comes and then we act. God's saying, act now and wait for the rain to come. Because we would, if we trust him, we believe that the rain is coming. You may be in a drought right now, so you're asking God for rain. He's saying, yes, I'm going to send it, but dig a ditch. But dig, but dig a ditch. It's a collaboration. Because what he's about to do in your life, you have to make room for the blessings he's going to provide because they are not just for you. So you're asking God to take care of your situation, but he's looking at everyone else's situation. He said, when I bless you, you're going to bless others. Dig a ditch. Dig a ditch. Because God is about to send the rain. He's about to send the rain, but you have to prepare for it. But you have to prepare for it. Amen? Mark 9, 23 says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. See, you don't believe with your brain, you believe with your heart. Isaiah 54, 2 says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Enlarge the place of your tent. Expanding your tents, right, is a metaphor of your heart. Expand your heart to receive from God. Amen? See, see, God wants you to increase the capacity of your heart to trust him so that he can move through you in greater ways and to see his will come to pass. Amen? See, the more confident you are in his character, in his word, the more he can, more he can allow him to, to do through you. Expand. Expand. Come on, how many want God to expand 
their life. How many is preparing for expansion? Amen. So we have to expand our hearts, the capacity of our hearts. Amen. God's saying, dig a ditch. Dig a ditch. Come on, turn this by and say, dig a ditch. Dig a ditch. Dig a ditch. Amen. So do what makes sense to God, but makes no sense to you. That's faith. Faith. Faith in your heart. Faith allows you to expand the capacity in your heart. Amen. God wants us to be excited about what he's doing. God wants us to have that anticipation. Like, man, I, know, I sense something that the Lord is about to move. I sense something. Does anybody feel, sense something that God is about to, like, change your environment? God is about to change, like, your whole schedule. I mean, God's about to interrupt, you know, your, your life right now. Is, I'm, I'm sure right now God is interrupting some lives right now, right? And it's kind of catching you by surprise. Like, God, what are you doing? He's expanding the capacity of your heart. Wow. He's expanding the capacity of your heart. Amen. He's making room. He's making room. Amen. Amen. So this healing taking place. God's doing a surgery on some people's heart. That's why he wants you to forgive. You know that person. You know that person that you, you're holding on to right now? You're holding on in your heart? He said, get rid of that heart because you make more room. You make more room. Get rid of them. They got to go. God's saying, I have so much more for you. Amen. But they are taking up all the room. I can't do a new thing. If you're still holding on to the old. See, that person you're holding on to has moved on because it was the past. They're gone. Why are you holding on to that person? Let it go. Let it go. Expand the capacity of your heart. Enlarge your tents. Enlarge your tents. So point number two, think like a king. God calls us to be kings and priests. Amen. So we, in this text, we get to, we get to listen in on king talk. Right? This is like king conversation, king to king. Right? This is like king talk. And, and so kings have a do dominion mindset. They're all about expansion. We should be all about expansion. We should think like kings. Amen? Amen. We should think like kings. So, because a dominion mindset is very important because God calls us to rule over the earth. He calls his people, all of us, he calls us to rule over the earth. Right? So we need to have a dominion mindset. I mean, that's why the king of Israel and the other kings got upset. Was just was like, because listen, they, they had that dominion mindset. They, they said, we're called to rule over this area. Amen? So they were going to battle. Amen? Amen. And so it wasn't about taking, author, uh, taking authority. They were, like, they were exercising their, their authority that was given to them. Amen? 
So we need to exercise the authority that is given to us. God wants us to take dominion over the areas in our lives, the areas that he places us into. He calls us to take dominion over those areas. Amen? So that we have to have that dominion mindset. We got to think like a king. Right? When you start with the right mindset, you'll respond with the right action. So when you get attacked spiritually, right, you have to think to yourself, dominion, 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 dominion. I have dominion over, over, over principalities and darkness. I have dominions over uh, the evil. Amen? So you have to know, when you, when you start with that mindset, right, you'll know how to respond. Yeah. You'll respond with the right action. Amen? So immediately you start taking dominion. Amen. You start taking authority, right, over, over your household, yes. over your workplace, over your mind. You start protecting your heart. Yes. Amen. You start taking dominion over those things. Amen. Because God's called us to, to take dominion. God called us to rule over the earth and, 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 and powers of, of evil. Amen. Like you have that authority. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. I, I, listen, I'm good. At least I got a few people... That's going with me this morning. <clears throat> I think this is powerful because God told the three kings to uh, uh, he said, fill this valley full of ditches. Make this valley full of ditches. Make this valley full of ditches. Valley. Valley sometimes is a challenging place, right? David said, I walk through the valley, valley of the shadow of death, but I feel no evil. So valley signifies sometimes a, 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 a drought, a dry place. Amen. But God's telling them to, to dig a ditch, make this valley full of ditches. So that means they still had dominion over the valley. So if you're going, if you're walking through a valley right now, God is saying that you still have dominion over it. You might be going through a tough time, but God said you still have dominion over it. I just need you to take authority. When you start digging ditches, right, you you start taking authority over your valley. Amen? Don't let the valley take authority over you. You take a dominion over it. Are you with me? Amen. So David, David was saying, although I walk through the valley, we mentioned this last week, although I walk through the valley of the shallow of, of death, but I don't feel any evil. Why? Because the shepherd is with me. So you, if, if you realize this, David did not talk about how, right, to, that God is going to take him out of the valley. He talked about how he was walking through the valley. He never asked God to take him out of the valley. He says, he says, I'm a walk as I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I feel no evil because God is with me. Amen. So, so you may not be able to get out of your valley, but let me teach you how to walk through it. Look at the shepherd, listen to the shepherd, and lean on the shepherd. If you're in the, walking through a valley right now, God wants calling you to walk through it, right? Because as you walk through something, he strengthens you because he's there with you. So you look at the shepherd, you listen to the shepherd, and you lean on the shepherd. Amen? Amen? Because the rain will come. 
the rain will come. Oh, man. That was like you, you missed your opportunity to kind of shout real quick, but it'll come back around for you. So get, just be prepared for it. Amen. See, from the beginning, God has given us dominion over the earth. Genesis 1:28 says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Oh, my goodness. Over the fish of the sea of the birds and the air and over the everything that living, uh, that moves on the earth. And see, the, the problem here is that Adam and Eve had dominion over it, but they rejected the, the word and chose to listen to the enemy. So we do have dominion, but sometimes we reject the word from, from God. Amen. And, and we, and we, we allow, allow ourselves to listen to the lies of the enemy. See, when people don't recognize the inheritance and the authority that has been trans, transformed into their names, they develop an orphan mindset instead of a dominion mindset. Mm. Mm. So if we believe we are children of the king, we must prepare to rule over assigned territories. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Praise, yes, praise him. Praise him for that. Praise him. David, David, right? Remember David in the Bible, he was, he was just tending the sheep. He was probably digging ditches. He was probably digging ditches behind the scenes, and then he went to fight Goliath. He went to fight Goliath, right? So David killed Goliath because he thought like a king. Wow. He killed Goliath because he thought like a king, right? So it's, it's, it means nothing to know David killed Goliath if you don't have the, the right mindset to kill yours. So David was behind the scenes doing the hard work, but he was ready for God to move. Right? David thought like a king. He thought like he, because kings have that dominion mindset. So David was like, he ran past all of his brothers, all the other armies. He was just like, he went to Saul. He's like, what should I, what must I do? Because I'm going to take this fool out. Right? Because he was like, I, no, I, listen, I don't have to take authority. I'm going to exercise my, I'm a, I'm a, I need, listen, I have that dominion mindset. So give me something because I'll take them out. Amen? See, we love that story of David, how he killed Goliath, but it means nothing if you never learn how to kill yours. What giant are you facing right now? God is challenging us today to take dominion over that giant. Wow. Oh. Wow, I just, I, I wish I had a room full of people who are ready to dig some ditches. But this would be a shout in church just for a moment, just like for a few seconds. I mean, we can just, just shout for a moment, get excited about, about taking dominion over our giants. Yeah. Take dominion over our circumstance. Amen. Take dominion over places that God assigned you to. Yes. Amen. 
Where does God have you? What is he saying to you? Wherever you are, wherever you are assigned to, what is God saying to you? How can you take dominion over your area? What word has he given you? What people have he shown you to minister to? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So point number three. Point number three. Trust God in ways that cause you to stretch. Trust God in ways that cause you to stretch. We must put our faith on display. We must put our faith on display. You remember the story, Moses, when, when God called Moses, you know, from a burning bush, then he called him to go and speak to, um, to his people to release them from slavery. And Moses was so nervous. He's like, what am I, like, I'll just paraphrase, like, what, what, am I, what am I going to say? What am I going to say to them? How, how will they even believe me? And so Moses uh, uh, had a staff in his hand, and God said, he said to Moses, what is in your hand? <clears throat> what is in your hand? And it was a staff. He told him to throw the staff down and turn it to a serpent and crazy stuff happened. And so, so that was, I find that amazing because God was stretching Moses, but God used what he was willing to believe. Right? God used what was in his hand, what he was willing to believe. Amen? God was asking him to expand his expectations so that he can do the work through him. Amen. So God was asking Moses to think bigger, expand his expectations, and ask more abundantly. Ask more abundantly. I mean, if God calls you to do something, amen, I mean, if he called you to do something, if God Almighty called you to do something, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, do we not think he's going to follow through? <clears throat> do we not think he will help us? Do we not think he will use us? Do we not think he will speak through us? Amen. Do we not think something miraculous won't take place. Amen? So when God, our king of all kings, asks us to do something, yes, it will stretch you, but it will be miraculous. Amen? It will be miraculous. Amen? All we need to do is to think bigger, expand our expectations, and ask more abundantly. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Yes, God may, ask you, may be asking you to do something and is stretching you. It will stretch you because God wants to do something through you. Yeah, God wants to do, some, do something through you. I say it all the time. God did not call us to comfort. Yeah. 
he caused us to stretch. He caused us to stretch. Anytime that you serve God, it should be a stretching. It should be, a, it should be uncomfortable, right? He did not call us to comfort. I hate to tell you. God didn't call us to comfort. So you have to ask yourself. You should, I challenge myself all the time. I said, am I comfortable right now? And I go, oh, no, 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 no. I pastor a church. How can I be comfortable right now? No way. Right? But God may not be calling you to pastor a church. If he is, let me pray for you. After service, just meet me right up here. I got some things to share with you. But he may be calling you to do something else that will cause you to stretch. Right? Can we get comfortable being uncomfortable? Can we be the people who are willing to stretch a little bit for for God? You know, so I know we're in a small church, right, and we have to do multiple things. It's okay, but God's teaching you uh, something through those things. It's okay to be stretched a little bit. Right? You don't have to be called to every single ministry. You don't have to be called to pick up a piece of paper or pick up a chair. Amen. It's okay. You don't have to be called to do that. God may just be stretching you. It's for his kingdom. It's for his glory. Amen. Let the Lord stretch you. Let the Lord use you. Right? Come on. Come on, Terrell. Come on. Let the Lord use you. Right? Let him use you. Let him use you for his glory. He is stretched. Like a lot of times, we, we feel like we have to have something. We have to have it all together. God is saying to us, to some of us, what's in your hand? Well, see, like you are enough. Like you are enough. Like what you have is enough. All I need is your yes. You are enough. You are enough. Like, we don't have to be qualified to serve God. God qualifies us. Hallelujah. You know, but it's in a stretching. It's, it's, it's in a stretching. It's in a stretching. Come on. See, when God is about to do something in your life, he gives you a shovel. He says to go pick up a shovel. When I got into ministry, I remember in Calvary Life in in, uh, Connecticut, I was handed a shovel. But here's here's the beauty of it. Can I borrow? Can I borrow you? That shovel, I don't know what kind of shovel is that. That's a really small shovel that you got. But here's, here's the thing. See, I wasn't alone. I had men around me. They handed me a shovel, but they had a shovel in their hand. And they were just speaking over me. And they started to dig with me. They started to dig with me. Because they they would just encourage me, hey, man, you got to think bigger. You have to expand your expectation. You have to ask more abundantly. See, I see something great in your life. Amen. I see God is going to use you tremendously. Just keep digging. 
I know what you're going through right now may be tough right now, but just keep digging. Just keep digging. Amen. So anytime that we disciple people, it's like digging ditches. Anytime that we serve in this church, it's like digging ditches. Right? Because we, we're preparing for a move of God. We're preparing for expansion. Amen. God may be calling you to do something different at your job. Amen. He would, he would tell you, hey, okay, go grab a shovel. Because <clears throat> I'm about to do a new thing in your life. I'm about to do a new thing in your life. Amen. The rain is about to come. You may not, you ain't going to see the wind. You ain't going to see the rain. But all of a sudden, you're going to turn around. Your ditch is going to be filled with water. And everyone that's connected to you is going to be blessed. <clears throat> Calvary Life, CL Church, I am telling you right now, God is preparing us for expansion. My challenge to you today is when you walk through these doors starting next week, pick up a shovel. On your way out, grab a shovel. Because wherever God sends you, amen, he's telling you to dig a ditch. To dig a ditch. To dig a ditch. Amen? You received this this morning? Come on, stand with me. Isn't that crazy? Like, they were asking for spiritual clarification on the physical need. God told him to dig a ditch. Dig a ditch. Make this valley full of ditches. Your journey that you're on. Dig a ditch. Make them full of ditches. Right? Full of ditches. Right? That means, like, whatever you go through, you're preparing for God to move on it. Right? You're, playing, you're praying for family members, dig a ditch. You're praying for a promotion on the job, dig a ditch. You're praying for a financial blessing, dig a ditch. Dig a ditch. Amen? So God always calls his people, right, to expand their expectations. Especially, like even where we have a financial need. In Malachi 3.10, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And he says, try me. Try me in this. Says who? Says the Lord of hosts. If I will now open for you the window." of heaven and pour you out such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. <laughs> He's saying, do the hard work now and be ready for me to move. Bring all that you have, whatever you have, what's in your hand, whatever it is, bless my storehouse. Bless my people. And see if I don't open up the windows of heaven. 
You know that, that ditch that you dug or those ditches that you dug, it would be filled with water full of blessings. Blessings. Try me. Try me, he says. Try me. Try this thing. Come on, try this whole Christian thing. Try this faith thing. Try it. Try it out. Try it out. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. God's calling this church to expansion. Think bigger. Expand your expectation. Ask more abundantly. I'll say it again. Think bigger. Expand your expectation. And ask more abundantly. Try me, he says. Try me, he says. So I'm going to open up the altars and just want to pray for you. Because this is a church who's breaking up with regular. And we believe that God's going to move. I'm calling individuals who are in the financial need to come to the altar. I'm calling individuals who need that physical healing come to the altar. I'm calling people who believe and God is calling them to a new career. I need you, I need you to come up. I need you to come to the altar. I need you to come to the altar because God is, God is going to move. Amen. We're going to dig a ditch with you. We're going to dig a ditch with you. We're going to dig a ditch with you, right? Right? Metaphorically, like, because we're going to all have ditches in our hands, and we're just going to dig with you. We, we are in agreement that God's going to move in your life. This is a church that we're fed up with regular. I don't know about you, but God's got to move. He has to move. Come on, if that's you today, come to the altar right now. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you all. Just come to the altar right now. I'm going to help you dig ditches. I'm going to help you dig ditches. Amen? If you need that physical healing, come on. If you need that financial breakthrough, come on. Hallelujah. God's calling you to a new career. Come on. Hallelujah. Whatever that need is, whatever that need is, whatever that need is, I want you to come to the altar right now. I want you to come to the altar right now. Yes, today we're, we're breaking up. We're breaking up with regular today. We're, we're breaking up with regular because God's calling us to dig ditches. That's not, that's not a regular act. That is something crazy, unusual, unexpected. Amen. We're asking God for one thing, right? But he tells us something that seems the total opposite of what we're asking him for. He says, I just need you to just do this little act of obedience. Just this little act of obedience. Because what you're going through, he says, is easy. It's just a simple matter to me. 
It's just a simple matter to me. This is easy. I'm going to take care of it. I just need you to work with me. I just need you to work with me and be prepared for, for me to move. I just need you to work with me a little bit. Just come and pick up your shovel. Come to the altar and pick up your shovel. Come to the altar and start digging ditches. <coughs> come on, come to the altar and start digging ditches. Hallelujah. Come on. Come to the altar and start digging ditches. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. I'm digging a ditch with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, bless her right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless her, Lord God. Bless her. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.